I want to welcome every one of you. Some are from out of town, and we hope you'll be back as often as you can. And some of you are from around town, and uh, we hope to see you more often. World news, you've probably heard about the uh, terrible bombings in Sri Lanka. Uh, Some at churches and some at uh, motels, hotels. Easter may bring out the worst in some people. I share the bad news early and first because uh, there was bad news on Friday when Jesus was killed upon the cross and uh, the church was in great despair. The uh, disciples themselves. But uh, we're here for, uh, for better reasons. And I would invite you to stand and hear the gospel. The Easter story according to John. Early in the morning on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone was moved away from the entrance. She ran at once to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, breathlessly panting. They took the master from the tomb. We don't know where they've put him. Peter and the other disciple left immediately for the tomb. They ran neck and neck. The other disciple got to the tomb first, outrunning Peter. Stooping to look in, he saw the pieces of linen cloth lying there, but he didn't go in. Simon Peter arrived after him, entered the tomb, observed the linen cloths lying there, and the kerchief used to cover his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but separately, neatly folded by itself. Then the other disciple, the one who had gotten there first, went into the tomb, took one look at the evidence, and believed. No one yet knew from the Scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The disciples then went back home. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. As she wept, she knelt to look into the tomb and saw two angels sitting there, dressed in white, one at the head and the other at the foot of, the, of where Jesus' body had been laid. They said to her, Woman, why do you weep? They took my master, she said, and I don't know where they put him. After she said this, she turned away and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't recognize him. Jesus spoke to her, Woman, why do you weep? Who are you looking for? She, thinking that he was the gardener, said, Mister, if you took him, tell me where you put him so I can care for him. Jesus said, Mary. Turning to face him, She said in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, don't cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go to my brothers and tell them, I ascend to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went, telling the news to the disciples. I saw the Master, and she told them everything he said to her. The Word of God for the people of God.
Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has been raised. Remember what he said to you while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and must be crucified and must rise again on the third day. Hymn number 302, Christ the Lord is risen today. Shall we stand as we sing? Psalter is Psalm 119, excuse me, 118, found on page 839, verses 14 through 29. We'll read responsibly. The Lord is my strength and my power. The Lord has become my salvation. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God who has given us light. Lead the vessel procession with branches. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you.
us join our hearts as we bow together in prayer. We hear God in real time. Our clocks were set and we've, uh, we've come to worship. We've come with family and friends. We've come because this is a special Sunday. We celebrate resurrection. Your power of life over death. Your word made flesh. And even though put to death, arose and lives with us and speaks to us now and forever. We come to worship because you are our creator. And we're so impressed with your handiwork in the season of spring. Despite the pollen, we see the beauty of flowers and uh, trees that are sprouting and uh, we we give thanks for life and life abundant and we're so glad with news of death and news of uh, disaster and cruelty and uh, evil and wickedness in the world we're glad that we can worship and know that your love is victorious that your power To heal and to raise from the dead is complete. And that in time, all things will bow to you and honor you and worship and serve you as we do this day. We thank you for this faith. And we ask you to hear our prayers. We know you receive us and accept us just as we are. But we know as well that uh, we are not all we could be or should be. We've sometimes done things wrong and we've sometimes left good things undone. We often stop short of our own goals, let alone yours. And sometimes we're just completely baffled. And don't know how to live out this faith that we proclaim. So continue to forgive us our sins and the error of our ways. Continue to correct us and uh, set us straight by your spirit. Continue to work within us individually and corporately. That we may learn better. How to live by your word and live out this faith and to follow in the steps of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. That we may live as he lived, bravely and courageously, willing to die. And that we may one day live as he now lives, a life of eternity and resurrection. We pray in the power of your spirit. And we offer the prayer that Jesus has taught us when we say together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom 
the power, and the glory forever. Amen. While you're standing, let's sing 310, He Lives. the scripture lessons for today, Easter Sunday. The first is Acts 10, 34 through 43. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel 
telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God anointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 19 through 26. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are all to be pitied more than all men. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, The resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own turn, Christ the firstfruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come when when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all of his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. The word of God for the people of God. We've had these signs around for uh, most of the Lenten season. uh, Declaring, and then everything changed. So I've had a lot of time to think about that, and I've already preached about it some. But I've got to be honest with you. I'm not so convinced that everything changed. Now, I got a feeling that you may have some of the same feeling. You know, it's more common for somebody to say, everything changed for the worst. You know, three years of marriage, five years of marriage. Oh, all of a sudden, I didn't know who I was married to. Everything changed. Or uh, you hit the age, you know, into your 50s, into your 60s, and you wake up one morning, and you're thinking, it seems like everything's changed. And when you go to bed at night, Your body still confirms everything's changed for the worse. Well, now, it could be just a cliche, you know. That's the way it feels. 
it feels as if everything's either changed for the worse or changed for the better. We've been there. Oh, the birth of a child, a marriage, a, a, a fresh witness of God's Holy Spirit. A sudden recognition of who Jesus is. Not just a person in the Bible. Not just somebody we talk about or read about. But the one who lived and taught and healed and shared and did miracles. Jesus, the one who died. A cruel death. And Jesus, the one who lives again. Because of the good news that comes through that Easter morning. Well, that first day of the week morning. It wasn't Easter until we finally realized we're celebrating resurrection. And this is it. And for those who believe, it may be kind of easy to say, yes, yes. Everything changed. We're no longer living just to the decay and death of this world. We're living to the hope of God's kingdom and God's righteousness on earth and in heaven. It may be easy for those who have experienced that faith to say, yes, everything's changed. I know it now. I feel like my sins are gone. I feel like those old habits and those old temptations are never going to bother me again. I feel like I'm finally free. And it may be easy for some of us who live a, uh, a very protected life in a environment such as this of uh, good fellowship and good faith and good spirits to say yes 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 everything everything has changed but sometimes I just wonder what's different what is it I mean we wake up on Easter Sunday we hear the news bombings in Sri Lanka We've, we've seen the, the students of Columbine and the families there uh, marking the 20-year reunion of, of that disaster. And how many more can we count since then when, when students, children, teachers, and others have been killed in, in the places where they should be safe and protected? Schools, second only to churches as the precious institutions of our culture. All these things happen. What is it that has changed? For the New Testament writers, it's our understanding of God. Our understanding of God and law and grace. Because we look at the Old Testament and we see people living under the demands of the law. And uh, you've got to keep them all. Not just 10, but 600 plus that go along with helping us keep the ten. Then those who are doing such a good job of it become self-righteous and sanctimonious and Jesus himself couldn't get along with them. 
they were so much holier than thou. And uh, we've got the same thing going on in the churches today. Uh, sometimes we think just because we're here now, we've got it covered. We know that uh, it's, it's, it's a learning uh, and a process of our becoming more holy, more like Christ. I guess maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's the trouble with it. Everything may have changed, but I got a lot of changes ahead of me. If I'm ever going to get it right, <laughs> if, if I'm ever going to be all that even my congregation would think I am, let alone my children, my parents, bless their souls, there's still changes that are happening. And if everything changed, we, maybe we think we ought to be done with that. But what else is there in life more certain than change? I mean, taxes and death. Uh, no, they're, they're not as certain as change. Um, but maybe it's the fact that for those of us who understand for those of us who respond, for those of us who uh, hear the message of Easter, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Would you say that response with me one time when I say again, Christ is risen, Christ is risen indeed. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Now, I've known teachers and my own parents who would repeat something over and over again, hoping I'd get it straight. And uh, saying it again and again doesn't make it any more or any less true. But uh, I think that's change enough. I can't explain it to you. I can't convince you it's true. But I do believe that God's love is more powerful than the world's hatred. I do believe that the gift of life meant for our living in this world and in this time is an eternal gift meant for resurrection and eternity. And I do believe that in the darkest night, there is hope. One of the class songs when I was a high school graduate was that one, uh, I believe for every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. I believe that somewhere in the darkest night, a candle glows. I believe for everyone that goes astray, someone will come to show the way. I believe. I believe. So I'm not going to say it as a fact. I'm going to say it as faith. We wake up on Easter Sunday. We read again that story. An empty tomb. A risen Savior. Everything has changed. We still got some changing to do. God's in it. 
God's part of it. So let us give ourselves to the God who is still creating. Trusting that while everything has changed, we're still changing for the better. And we can still help this world change for the better and for the good. Despite the bad news. Despite the conditions around us. Despite what anybody else may have to say. Friends, everything changed that Easter day. And everything is still changing for God's good and God's better. Let's pray. God, may this Easter be more than just a celebration of what was. May this Easter be more than just a, uh, a morning with a good sense of revival and refreshment in your church. May this Easter be for us a recognition and an acceptance of all that has changed because we know you as God. We know Jesus as Savior. And following Him as our Lord, we know that all of our changes can be for your good and the good of your creation through all eternity. Amen.